Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. It is our great joy to bring you the Word of God so that you can hear it and you can apply it to your life so that you will continue to grow and be faithful in the things of God. As you listen to this message today, ask the Lord to just lead you and guide you and help you so that He can use your life to make a difference in the people that you come in contact with every day. This is our day and this is our hour to be the light of the world so that God can make a difference. At the end of today's message, we're going to give you more information on how to connect with us online and or in person. We'd love to connect with you and help you to grow in the things of God. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. Jesus looked at him, and Jesus loved him enough to get him on the path to eternal life. Jesus said, I'm going to help you with your destination. Now, notice Jesus didn't argue with the young man and said, you said you done all of this from your youth since, since you was a boy. Well, that was a time when you did this and that. He didn't argue with him. And when you come to Jesus and you bow down before him like this young man did, he's not going to argue with you. And some people who think the Lord won't accept me, yes, he will. He'll listen to you. All you have to do is call out on his name. He will listen to you. I remember he listened to me when I called on his name. I wasn't always as nice and kind and gentle and holy like I am now. I was messed up. I was young. I had a nice job. I wasn't broke. But I didn't have Jesus I still was doing some of the stuff he pointed out there in the commands. But Jesus did point out something he noticed about this young man. He says, okay, you've done all that from your youth, but there is one thing you lack. Somebody say one thing. He said, there's one thing you lack. You don't ever want the Lord to point out that one thing. So you think you're good? And this young man looked at Jesus and probably said, what do you mean one thing? I'm good. I got this. What are you talking about? One thing. I've done all the things that you said I should be doing. And Jesus said this. Okay, well, go sell everything you have and give it to the poor. And then you'll have treasures in heaven. Then, after you do that, come and follow me. And the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. See, this man was trying to register for a reserve destination. He wanted a reserve destination. Lord, what must I do to inherit eternal life? I want to get that fixed. I want to get my reservation in. He asked the divine Savior. And then after he asked the divine Savior, he made an eternal decision. His decision was, I got too much to give up to follow you. You're asking me to give up my wealth and then follow you? I'm good. I got this. I'm good. I don't need to do that. I got too much. His decision 
was that he had too much to give up to follow Jesus. That's the same thing many of us might be saying today. Well, you're going to say, well, I'm not rich like that. Well, it all depends. There are some people who will look at you right now and think you're quite rich. They will say to you, I trade for what you've got, that nice car you got right there. I'll take that. That nice house. Oh, my goodness. You got running water. Yeah, you're rich. See, it doesn't matter who you are. It's going to cost you something to follow Jesus. Let me say that again. It doesn't matter who you are. It's going to cost you something. You may say, I'm broke. I don't have any money. It's still going to cost you something. You might not be a millionaire, but it's going to cost you something. You might not be famous, but it will cost you something. You may think you have nothing, but it's going to cost you something. Jesus said, if anyone would come to me, he must first deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. You're either going to say, God, I got this. I'm good. Or you're going to say, I'm ready to give up whatever I need to give up to follow Jesus. You say, I'm not rich, but what do you have? Some of you are going to have to give up a relationship to follow Jesus. Jesus says, there's one thing you lack. You need to get out of that relationship. You say, "Uh, I'm good. I'll stay where I'm at. I like this relationship. He said, you need to give it up if you're going to follow me. You're asking me what do you need to do to get eternal life? Are you willing to give up that relationship? You know you're shacking. And you'll look at him and you'll do like this young man. Your face will fall. And you'll say, no, I'm good. I got this. I'll take my chances. Whatever you are holding on to, you are rich with that. Whatever you're holding on to, maybe holding on to your pride, maybe holding on to what you think might have made you successful, that made you rich. It may be your lifestyle that you're holding on to. It's the good life. I like this. I like hanging out where I'm hanging out and doing what I'm doing. I like that. You're rich with that. He says, one thing you lack, give up that that you like so much and come and follow me. For some of us, it's your youth. I'm young. My life is still in front of me. I want to experience all the things there is to experience in life. I want to spread my wings. I want to enjoy my life. Now, all you have to do is look around and see how many young people are dying these days. What would make a teenager decide to commit suicide? They're saying, this life has no meaning. This life has nothing for me. I have no future. I have no hope. So they take their own life because they have no hope. They've not heard that Jesus brings eternal life. He brings joy. He brings peace. He brings an abundant life. And then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, it's going to be hard for you to enter into the kingdom of God for the rich person, for that one that is rich with whatever he's holding on to. You may be in church, but you're not in the kingdom of God. 
You've not surrendered all to him. That hymn says, I surrender all. And I remember sitting in my office in corporate America saying, Lord, just come into my life. I just need change. I need sense of eternity where I'm going. I need the joy. I need the peace. I need my life to be meaningful. Everybody around me thought I was doing quite well. Had my own home and had a management position and just sitting there and saying, Lord, there's got to be something else to life besides what I'm experiencing right now. Just come and take my life and use it however you want to use it. Now, he didn't tell me I was going to be a pastor or else I probably would have said, except that. But I said, whatever you want to do with it, it doesn't matter to me. It belongs to you and you take my life. We're afraid to do that because we think he's going to mess us up. God will never mess you up. He will bless you up. I'm going to give some of you an opportunity today to make your decision again. You're going to make a decision today whether you consider it or not. You're going to make a decision to say, Lord, I want to inherit eternal life and give to you whatever I need to give to you so that you can come and actually be the Lord and Savior of my life and then take my life and use it however you want to use it. And I'm trusting you for my best interest, God's blessing and God's grace and God's goodness will be upon you. You're going to either make that decision or you're going to make a decision that, you know, I'm good. I got this. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'll take my chances. I'm going to ask you to be like that young man who came publicly before the Lord and made a decision. All of us have to make a decision if we're going to go with the Lord. Everybody in here who is saved made a decision one day to say, Lord, I know I, 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 know I can't make it on my own. I need you. Come into my life. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. We just got through looking at the video with the, a, a rich, famous young man at the top of his world on national television, fall over, dead. They said they had to revive him a couple of times in front of a million folk, millions of people watching him. He's at the best place that he could ever want to be in his life. I'm playing everybody in the country is watching these two games, all the football teams, all the other players, and I'm out here, and my family is watching, everybody is watching, and in a moment, his life is just about gone. People in the stadium all over the country was praying for, for God to move on his behalf. When I was there looking at him, I said, Lord, help him. Grown men, six foot seven and six foot eight, 300 pounds plus on their knees in front of everybody, unashamedly saying, God, help him. We don't know what to do. When it all comes down to it, they know. They didn't say, anybody have any idea what we need to do? Is it okay to pray? No, they didn't care. They got down on their knees in front of everybody and said, let's pray and ask God to help this guy. God gave him another chance. He's given another chance today. He's speaking to your heart right now. There's one thing you lack, and that's a desire to give completely over to Jesus Christ and trust him as your Lord and Savior. The greatest thing for any minister to do is to proclare the gospel of Jesus Christ so that people at the end of their lives have an assurance of their destination. That's what we're here for. 
We're not here just to have church service and sing nice songs and do all of that. We're here to make a difference in the lives. Here's what I want you to do. Those of you who have heard me today, I'm going to ask you, if you're making a decision today, to be bold enough to say, I'm ready to make a decision. Even if you thought, well, I was good, but you know quite right that you haven't committed your entire life to Jesus Christ. I'm going to ask you to make a move. I'm going to ask you to be bold. Normally, we, we just pray over people and say, just raise your hand a little bit and we'll just say a prayer over you and, and, and that's good. And you can kind of like lay low and just kind of say something and then get on out of here. I'm going to ask you to make a bold statement today. I'm going to ask you wherever you are at this very moment, I want you to come and stand and I want you to come down here and say, Lord, I'm ready to make a decision for you right now, wherever you are in the room. You can do it right now. All of us have had to do that. There's somebody who would say, Lord, I'm coming. Where are you? This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you. And we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at LOWCF. O-R-G. Again, that's L-O-W-C-F dot O-R-G. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atasca Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed, but we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.